This is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dow Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach. And today, I welcome a fellow Caroline to the show, Caroline Gorder. Caroline, welcome. I'm so delighted to have you on the show today. Caroline, it's lovely to be on the show, and it's great to have two Carolines. Great fun. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I'm eager to tap your expertise. You are going to talk about how we can make our voices heard when communicating, which is especially relevant in this new normal of the COVID-19 global pandemic, when so many of us are, are working remotely. But I do want to back up, because you have a, a fascinating career, and you are a uh, an extraordinarily successful TEDx speaker. Your particular talk is at over 7.5 million views and growing. Well done, you. And I want to know what inspired you to write your book, which is called Find Your Voice, The Secret to Talking with Confidence in Any Situation. Help me understand the backstory. Well, actually, we go back to the TEDx because I had been um, helping as a speaker coach at my local TEDx and they said to me, what would you like to do a talk on? So I thought, well, what is it that people need from me most? And the thing I thought that would help the most was to help people overcome their fear of speaking in public, that horrible feeling of visibility. So I created this talk, which, as you've said, went on to have seven and a half million views. And of course, at that point, my publisher said, so it was a kind of reverse logic, would you like to write a book around that topic? And and I was delighted because it's what I love to work on. So it was a, a real piece of, of happiness for me to be able to write this book. Oh, that's exciting. So it was reverse engineered from the TED Talk. Exactly. Makes sense. So you have this very impressive experience working with A-list actors from Helen Mirren to Frances McDormand and and many others that are known around the world. But you certainly help um, women and men who are also more ordinary, right? And normal, trying to help them navigate what can be really scary about speaking with confidence. So thank you for sharing relatable wisdom. Uh, We certainly have some very impressive people that listen to the podcast, but the reality is we all speak and honing our communication can help everybody. So where do we start? What's the first thing we need to think about when speaking with confidence? I really strongly believe that we all need to slightly fall in love with our own voices. And I don't mean that in a a self-regarding way. I mean to be really in awe of this incredible instrument that we all are born with. Because the voice is fascinating because it's the expression of our aliveness and it's how we get through life really as human beings is how we communicate but most people don't think about it at all most people are completely unconscious of their voices until it shakes or until they lose it or until someone says you weren't you didn't have enough credibility on that zoom call and so for me if people can understand how the voice works then suddenly they're in control and when you're in control you start to have more expression, more choices. And as you well know, as a trained singer, that's when it gets really interesting. Uh, I agree completely. And I I do have that experience training and singing professionally as an opera singer. So I know a lot about the physiology of the voice, but many, many don't. So help us understand why does the voice often shake when we get nervous? 
So the, the best metaphor for the voice is that it's a bit like a, an instrument, a musical instrument. It's a bit like a guitar in the sense of the, if people put their fingers on their, on their larynx at the front of the voice box, you've got the larynx tucked away in there. That's where the string is in your voice. But of course, on a guitar, the string can't work on its own. It needs a hitter. And in a guitar, the hitter is the finger. But in our, in our human voice, the hitter is air. It's exhaled air. And then the sound resonates. It hits the string and it resonates in the body, our body, which is the body of the guitar. And so when you grasp that your sound is exhaled air and that your body is resonating the sound, then you start to realize that you really need to look after your breath, your body. And when you stand well and when you breathe well, then your voice just opens up. And I really want people to understand that. I think everybody should understand that, not just the pros. Absolutely. So we're in a very unique time with a global pandemic. So many are working from home, working remotely, and we're relying on technology, whether it's Zoom or GoToMeeting or any one of the virtual platforms. And I, I see colleagues struggling, struggling with confidence to utilize the technology. So let's break it down. What are your thoughts about how people can leverage that as an opportunity to be seen and heard? It's so interesting, Caroline, because I've been really thinking about this as a speaker. And one of the things I've realized is that the big um, confusion is around our laptops, because we're used to using our laptops primarily to write emails or to write documents. And of course, when we do that, we hunch over the keyboard, our head comes forward, the breath tends to get caught up in the upper chest, we shallow breathe, and we do what's called text neck. Now, all of those things, that posture, that breathing, is really bad for speaking, because it cuts you off from the instrument that we talked about. So it's almost as if we need two gears, and that when we have to make a Zoom call or on any platform, or if we have to present at a virtual conference, I've started, I've invested in a laptop stand and I'm standing up at the moment because what I've realized is that if I have a big meeting or if I have to present on a, a presentation, then if I'm standing, all the things I know how to do as a speaker work much more fluently. So I would advise people either put your laptop up on two really thick books so that it's up at eye level and you can sit up and look at it properly with good alignment or find yourself a laptop stand. Now, that can be an ironing board or, a, you know, a, a mantelpiece in your house, but something that brings your laptop up so that you can stand up and gesture. That's going to help your voice so much. Such good advice. And my my singer heart agrees completely. The posture, the ability to let the breath support your voice is essential. So it's an interesting time looking at introverted personalities and extroverted personalities. And my perception, I don't have any hard data on this, but my perception is the introverts are less comfortable turning their camera on and can often be overwhelmed by the eager yet well-meaning extroverts who take up a lot of airtime on those Zoom calls. So how do we balance that and, and use the camera well and to our advantage? It's fascinating this. And I've been, I've been monitoring my clients over the last few weeks and noticing that a lot of the senior introvert clients have their cameras off. And I think it's absolutely true that it's 
more tiring for introverts this world. And what I say to introvert speakers, and I think the same advice applies to this, is don't just run your video conferences back to back. Because what introverts need, and I'm one too, by the way, is breaks. So if you have a big video conference meeting, have a quiet hour or half hour before it, have a quiet half hour after it, and you'll have much more energy, you can keep your focus, you can keep up, and then you have time to go back into yourself afterwards. And I think that's the best way for introverts to manage this. And also to know that not everything has to be a video conference. Sometimes the phone is just fine. That's wonderful. We'll be right back after a quick break. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com. I'm so grateful for you sharing that wisdom about introverts and extroverts. And I think that that time in between can be helpful to all of us, regardless of our, our personality type. I think one of the realities of this new virtual normal is meetings that are scheduled back to back to back. And I don't find that efficient. I think we all need transition time. And I think it skews our attention span as well. Any thoughts on that? Yes, I think we've got confused. I think we have forgotten that as humans, we aren't, we don't function like machines. And we, we do well in our work because we have time to be creative and time to be reflective and time to be thoughtful. And if I work with a client and I see that their diary is block booked all day with meetings, my invitation to them is what can you take out? Because I think everybody needs some downtime. We're not computers. And working from home, it's harder now, isn't it, I think? Sorry. I agree with you. I agree with you. I love how you phrase that, your invitation to them. That's beautifully put, beautifully put. So Caroline, tone of voice is so important. And I often hear colleagues uh, and even friends who struggle with the upspeak, especially in uh, women in particular. Let's talk about the tone of voice and why it's important. And I'd love your take on the proper way to speak So you're welcoming and most effective, especially virtually. Upspeak is really interesting, isn't it? It's that moment where often we're feeling a bit uncertain and and things become a bit more like a question. And I don't know what people think about this, but and what I say to people is there is no right or wrong in speech. And sometimes if you're hanging out with your girlfriends or, you know, with your children or with team members who are very approachability focused, then that upspeak is about relationship building and it's about not laying down the law. Whereas if I used a downward inflection pattern, a resolved inflection pattern, and I say, hello, I'm Caroline, then that is much more um, formal. It sounds much more credible. It's going to help you out massively in front of people who need credibility your board you know investors if you're talking to the bank manager if you're going to talk to the head teacher at school 
but it, it's only appropriate for those formal situations. So I think everybody should know how to take out uptalk when they need to, when they need formality, but I'm not someone who would ban it. And the simple way to remove it when you need to is to do what's called the brick in the wall. And if you imagine taking a brick from the table next to you, a heavy brick, and then if we say the days of the week, if we say Monday, Tuesday, and on Wednesday, we put the brick in the wall, Wednesday, that helps you do that resolved intonation pattern. And when you bring it into speech, it really allows you to sound much more formal, much more credible, much more authoritative in the right situations. But that's not everywhere. I like that. That's a great technique. Thank you for that. So I've seen others, and I would include myself in this, struggle to insert ourselves into a Zoom conversation. Everybody starts talking at once, clarity goes out the window, and in a an in-person conversation, I my perception is that we respond to body language and eye contact differently because we can really see people in pro- close proximity. But that changes when we're on the webcam. What are your thoughts there about inserting yourself into a busy conversation? Zoom is, well, you know, any of these platforms are so tricky because there's this bottleneck of audio, isn't there? In a normal meeting room, we can all be together talking and I can layer in over someone else. You know, thanks, Laura, great point. And our, our two voices have space to exist collectively. But on Zoom, there's only one audio track. So if my voice cuts in, your voice cuts out. And that's incredibly difficult to manage. I think people are really just working this out. So, you know, I've got a few rules that I'm suggesting or inviting clients to try out. The first one is that you don't have too many people on calls unless it's a bit of a broadcast and you know when everybody's going to speak. Because in broadcast, you know your timings, don't you? And you know that at 9.10, X is going to speak and at 9.20, Y is going to speak. If you've got 15 people on a call, that's the best way to go. If you are having a more relaxed conversation, I just think you have to make an offer to speak. You might say something And then you have to wait to see if the other person stops. And if they don't, you try again. But it's like driving. The more confident you can be in pushing your nose out into the traffic, as it were, the more likely someone else is to give way. It's tricky. It's it's a new form for us all. And I think we're working it out. I agree. I think it takes practice. And the more we give ourselves that opportunity, the more we can improve. So let's talk about uh, authenticity and being genuine and and making a real connection in person, but also in this digital new normal. What are your thoughts there? It's so important because really at the moment when we're doing everything on video conference, we are, as we've talked about, in broadcast mode. And what works well on camera is someone being really true to themselves. The camera loves authenticity because it picks up tension. So I'm a big believer in in working with body and breath. And I think that if you want to show up with an authentic voice, an authentic presence, a sense of being really settled into yourself in your work video conferences, then what I would say is that look after your body and breath. If you have a mindfulness practice, make it regular. If you like to do yoga or Pilates, commit to it. Do something for 15, 20 minutes every day. 
if you like to sing or chant or hum, you know, use your voice in the morning and five minutes a day makes a massive difference. If you have small children, sing with them. It doesn't have to be serious, but just make it playful because I think the more playful we are with our body, our breath and how we show up, the more on camera, on mic, that shows up very easily and people are really attracted to that. Lovely. So I, I so uh, smiled when you talked about setting up your stand for your laptop and you're now presenting uh, standing when you're, when you're participating in Zoom calls, for example, and as a fellow speaker, that warms my heart. But there are other things that we might think about as far as how we're observed. It, it drives me crazy when someone is backlit or they've got a, you know, a dark room and I can't even see their face on the Zoom screen. Any thoughts about how to very simply use what you have to be seen and heard in the best possible way? Oh, gosh, yes. It's so important that just the basics of having a light, either being by a good window that, that throws light onto you or place. I mean, I, I thought we might be on video. So I've moved a big light to my laptop screen. So it's looking at me and that just lights up your face. Any good movie star will tell you the importance of lighting. <laughs> also, what we wear, I mean, simple things like no stripes, bright colors pop on camera, there are certain things to do with your hair, you know, make sure that's done. A little bit of makeup can go a long way on Zoom. I do think that we are all slightly in broadcast mode in the nicest possible way, in the most natural, most authentic way, and that we need to treat it consciously. Beautifully put. So Caroline, as we close, are there any other tips? You talk about some surprising secrets in your book that will allow us to speak with more confidence. It's funny, the surprising secret I love the most. Well, actually, there are two. I'm going to give you two of them. It actually came from my first book, which was where I talked to A-list actors. The first one, which I love and which I've used almost every day since is George Clooney's. And it's his idea that if you are meeting someone or speaking on camera, just imagine that you're talking to an old friend because that has a really powerful impact on your nervous system. It flips it from fight or flight into the friend system, into the parasympathetic nervous system. And that instantly makes everything warm up. Your voice has more music, your face smiles more, your whole system is playful. So talk to old friends is the first one. The second one came from an actor called Bill Nye. And he said that whenever I feel nervous, I just think, how can I help? So rather than it being about me, it's about how I can contribute. It's about what I can give. It's about how I can be in service. And I think that when we activate, how can I help? Our best self just is there as if by magic. So oh, that's lovely. Lovely. So thank you to Bill and to George and to you for sharing that great wisdom. Caroline, what a joy to have you on the show. I learned so much from you and I am grateful that you shared your wisdom and expertise with our global audience. Your book is extraordinary. It's called Find Your Voice, The Secret to Talking with Confidence in Any Situation. And of course, it's available on Amazon online. And, and hopefully, fingers crossed, when those lovely bookstores open, people will also frequent them. But I know you've got a special opportunity that you'd like to share with the listening audience. So please tell us about that. Yes, we've created some confidence booster audios, an audio course that people can do before they have to video conference. 
and it takes them through all the practical voice and breath and body exercises that we've been talking about. If people buy the book and send us a receipt to info at gravitasmethod.com, we can send them these Confidence Booster audios to download and use immediately. That is wonderful and incredibly generous. Caroline, thank you. I wish you continued success, and I hope our paths cross in person sometime soon. It's been great fun. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you. And if you like our show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And even better, leave us a review, because this helps new people find us online. And let me know what career-minded issues you would like for me to feature on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins. And a special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. Thanks for listening. <laughs>